Hey there. Today we have a very special episode lined up. Frankie and I recently attended New Orleans MightyCon, where we had great opportunities to have fun pop culture discussions with fellow convention attendees at our table. As you know, on our podcast, movies, TV, video games, or anything pop culture battles it out in rounds using random criteria selected by our spinning wheel of chance. Well, we took our spinning wheel of chance with us to the con and played our game with everyone we chatted with. From Pixar to anime to movies, it was certainly a day of variety. Hey there, I'm Kristen. And I'm Frankie. Thank you for joining us once again on the Nerd Coliseum, a podcast where movies, TV, video games, or anything pop culture battles it out in rounds, tournament style, for the number one spot in our countdowns. We definitely had a great time at New Orleans MightyCon. It's always a fun experience to take our spinning wheel of chance into the field and play our game with fellow fans. And without further ado, let's jump right into it. Get back and enjoy the discussions we had at our table. Let's just say your two favorite movies. Two favorite movies: um, Dumb and Dumber, is classic. Wonderful, okay, that's wonderful a good one. decision. <laughs> and um, a good old. I'm gonna I'm choose a couple. A really, really good old one that I like, an oldie, is uh, the Blues Brothers. Oh, okay, uh, so uh, two comedies. I like uh, this. Yeah, no, the Blues Brothers. You know they, that one scene they do when they're driving to the mall and they're just crashing through windows. It's it's awesome. It's, I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. It was hilarious. What we'll have you do before you? So you can real quick. Yeah, so real quick. We'll have you spin this, spin the wheel. Okay. okay. So spin it really left hard. Right, left to right. Either Never. way, spin it really hard. Beautiful. Pop culture impact. So Oof, between okay. Dumb and Dumber and Blues Brothers, oh. which one do you feel has the biggest pop culture impact? Definitely Dumb and Dumber. Um, you know, it just shows you the the other side of people. <laughs> they could just be goofy, take things wrong. Like, dude, that that movie is so well played out by Jim Carrey. I mean, shout out to the other actor, too. I can't, I can't Jeff remember. Daniels. Jeff, Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels, yeah. He's a great actor, too. But Jim Carrey, he's just he's amazing. He's an amazing person, amazing actor. He can play any single role that you can put him on. My favorite movie by him is probably The Mask. Boom! Somebody stop me! All right, so we are here with Jack Lore, who is the author of The Last Demon Hunter. So, uh, tell us a little bit about you and the books that you've been writing. Uh, so I've been writing for pretty much a long time ever since I learned how to uh, write and talk <laughs> <laughs> I've always been interested in writing and this idea came out when people at, at school when I was in like high school were interested in what I was writing and I wanted to write something more Halloween was coming up so I decided oh, let me write a slasher and that slasher which was based more on like 80s uh, slasher flicks became more of a supernatural dark fantasy yeah that's really okay cool. so this book is going to be a little bit of those 80s slasher elements but with some fantasy into it before before uh, we dive into that who is your favorite 80s slasher uh that's a surely tie between jason and freddy <laughs> 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 that's pretty good those are good too so uh the elements of this book is this do you take some of those 80s slasher moments and just tied in with this dark fantasy or did you decide to go a different direction as you were writing i went a different direction as writing um it is gory. It's a lot of blood. There's a lot of death in it. Uh, so it's definitely not for a younger audience. Yeah. I find that, like, both Frankie and I are writers as well. And sometimes when we're starting to write, we kind of start with one idea. And then it just kind of shifts and turns and turns and creates something else by the end of it. But it always ends up being a good product. So I'm sure that this, that's that creative process. Yeah. Do you ever really find nice. the characters doing things that you're just like, well, I wasn't intending this to happen, but I guess this is the way we're going to go now. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You wanted to compare two different movies? Is that what... what? Do you want to do uh, comparing movies, video games, TV shows, books? What are two two things you want to do? Uh, I'm probably more familiar with video games. Than, oh, uh, right. We're both big gamers. <laughs> so what are your two favorite video games or two video games you think would be good to compare? Uh, my two favorite video games are probably Final Fantasy VII and you may not even know this game, Crystalis. I'm not familiar with no, Crystalis. I'm very familiar with Final Fantasy VII, but what is Crystalis? Crystalis is an old 1980s NES game. Ooh. So, so 
what we'll have you do is spin this wheel and spin it really hard, and we'll figure out what category we're going to compare these two. Revisitable? Oh, re oh so re we'll say replayable for yeah, a video replayable game. So for this one. Which, uh, which video game do you think is more replayable between those two? Hmm. That's more replayable. Uh, that's a hard one because they're both very replayable um, for different reasons. Um, Final Fantasy, the original, I always found to be really re uh, very replayable because it was always a challenge. You know, how much of the secrets can you uncover? How much of, you know, how fast can you get through it? How powerful can you get? How much can you maximize it? How much can you complete it? Mm -hmm. And for Crystalis, that is just... There's a lot of mystery in that game. It's like there's a lot of things you even when you beat it, you don't really know. So it's like you want to go back and just like try to find any missing secrets you overlooked, any history that maybe you didn't see. Just check every nook and cranny. I've always found games that are definitely of that era, they don't spell out the narrative for you. You have to figure it out. As far as, far as and the gameplay too, and the gameplay was a lot harder, I always thought too. Compared to most games, you know, like yeah. when you die, you have to like start almost start over. In a lot of cases, like you can't start over at the beginning of the level. Like you got to there's no checkpoints or save points. You, yeah, you, begin you, of the game. So it almost sounds like Final Fantasy is slightly more replayable than mm. the other one. Not only because you? it's easier to get hold of. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like they did do a remake of it. <laughs> So we're sitting here with Jeremy, who has come by our table and was talking to us a little bit about some of his favorite video games and some of his favorite anime. So my two favorite anime were uh, Sword Art Online and Gurren Lagann. Mm -hmm. And one I neglected to mention, because it's not really an anime, is Avatar. That's a good one. It's great. Yeah, yeah I think that, that's that one's kind of like the pseudo in between. Yeah. Like, so. I would yeah. still say it's in that realm, though. Yeah, people still consider that anime, right? Yeah. I think yeah, so. But uh, <laughs> my favorite video games were Doom Eternal and Borderlands. Doom Eternal and Borderlands. I love both of those. Yeah, those are actually pretty good ones. <laughs> so for the Borderlands games, which one do you prefer? The first, second, third? I have only played the third as of yet. Oh, the I'm, third one. Yeah, okay. I'm working on getting the others. I've always, I've always found the first one. To me, I'm always a little biased to originals. Like, yeah. so I always yeah. really like the first one. But the second and the third one had more like ridiculous, zany yeah. characters. So I really loved those. What I liked about Borderlands is they always seem to have fun narratives in their games, like yes. tied into. There's always the story. It's very story driven. I love crazy people in video. It's crazy. Games. It's it, action, and there's a fun story to follow. Let's along. see what category we're gonna we're gonna talk about with those. Costumes. Costumes. Okay. Those have some pretty I good like some ones. fun video game costuming. Well, Borderlands always has like the wacky, they have, yeah, they have really crazy weird outfits. stuff. I always am a little biased to the like post-apocalyptic, uh, you know, Mad Max kind of style stuff. So I think Doom has my personal favorite one, which is the Doom Slayer outfit. Yeah. of course. So first to start, just introduce yourself. Hi, um, I'm Issa. Uh, I don't know, I'm just as a like strawberry cow today. <laughs> <laughs> we got some cosplayers at our table, I love it. And Hi. what's your name? Hi, I'm Shay. I go by Shay. I'm cosplaying Smiley from Tokyo Revengers. Nice. So Issa yeah. and Shay. Yes. Issa and Shay. So uh, what we're going to do, like I said, is we're going to choose, you, you decide, and you can, it doesn't have to be an anime, but I'm assuming you know we want to go with the anime. That's what you guys want to represent yeah. today. So <laughs> yeah. I want you to choose your favorite anime or just an anime that you feel like you can talk about a little bit. And what we'll do is we're going to spin the wheel here and decide what category that anime is going to compete in. So maybe it'll be which anime has the best costumes, most memorable moments, most pop culture impact, something like that. Okay. Okay. So think about your animes. What are you going to go with? Me first? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, currently, like at this moment, I'm on like a Jujutsu Kaisen. Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Okay. What about you? Jojo Circus? Between like JoJo and Tokyo Revengers, but like say Tokyo Revengers since since you're dressed as it right now. Yeah. All right, <laughs> yeah. let's go with that one. All right, so who's gonna who's gonna spin the wheel? So why don't you spin for us? Do a hard spin. Hard spin. It's uh yeah. It's a. <laughs> what do we get? Memorable moments. Memorable moments. Memorable so moments. think about your animes and think about 
which one has the best memorable moments? I'm... Are you leaning towards yours? <laughs> she's, no. she's pointing at you. No, why are you... Well, um, in Tokyo Revengers, I would have to say the most memorable moment is like... It's hard to say because like there's so much that goes on. But like probably when this one dude, like he's like this church dude, but like he abused his siblings and stuff. He got his ass beat. So <laughs> in the church too. He got his ass beat in the church and I, I was like, yeah. And that's on divine retribution. Yeah, yeah. So I was gonna say that's, divine, some, like, that's a good revenge right there. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so what are some memorable moments in yours? Uh JJK for me, it was probably like when like, you know when Nanami and Itadori, like, teamed up against, uh, I forget his name, the zombie dude? And, and like, like, they were, like, they, they were, were not like, boxing <laughs> It was, like, that meme where, like, there's just, like, a bunch of shuffling sounds, like, like, sounds in the back, and they're, like, let him get up, let, let him, him get, get up. up. <laughs> it was so funny to me. So if you had to choose, man. Can you guys choose? Are you? Are you? Do you have to like go with your own? own. I feel like I that moment like, is really more memorable. Like when you think of Jesus Christ and you think of oh, like, getting beat like, up. He like, <laughs> like, that no. one scene. he like killed like the friend that we all thought was yeah. going to like end up in the uh, the main like four. Yeah. And then like you know Itadori, he got so mad and they just started like I don't know. So it seems like it. not so only funny. was that a memorable moment, but it ended up impacting the entire series in a huge way. So yeah, because like, like they it. like. They were acting like he in the like the beginning credits that like he was gonna be in like yeah. the rest of the show and then they killed him off. I was so Oh did they like show his face in the credits and stuff yeah. like that? Yeah. <laughs> like, they had him in like the uniform and everything. They were acting like he was gonna, you know, continue on. It was the worst. Alright, so we're sitting here with Dominic. Uh, he came by our table. Interested in some video games, right? Yes, sir. Is that, is that what your uh, your main focus is? One of your favorite hobbies? Oh uh, yeah, video gaming. Do you play any esports or like anything competitive? Uh, if you consider Call of Duty competitive, then yeah, it they can be. Are in yeah. esports, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Because <laughs> esports is growing. So uh, you're in high school or about to be in high school? High school, ninth you're grade. You're in high school. Does your school offer any kind of esports or anything? No, they don't do video gaming. Hopefully, like especially if you're into video games, like when you're going into college. There's a lot of colleges that are offering like scholarships and stuff for esports. So yeah. so yeah, tell your mom like I have to play video games. I, I have to, to get scholarships. I have to be good so I can go <laughs> to school. <laughs> so all right, so tell us what are two of your favorite video games? It would be between mine there's three, Minecraft, Rust, and then Call of Duty. Just about any Call of Duty. Minecraft, Rust, I like and that Call you've got Duty. a lot of variety. There's a lot That's of variety like three there. Different, yeah. Three different. Well, there's uh, all, because I play on PlayStation with other people, so we have all kinds of games. We play Uno, Monopoly, Rust, Ark, all kinds of games. So if you had to pick two from Rust, Minecraft, and Call of Duty, which two would you want to have face off against each other? Probably Minecraft and Rust. Okay. Those are yeah. Those are those are two good ones. Okay. So let's look. I'm gonna have you spin this wheel here really hard. Here we go. What do we land on? Uh, quotability. Quotability. Do those two games? Even I don't. Have I don't quotes? think Minecraft has many quotes. <laughs> so maybe. Let's spin it one more time. We'll see what else we get. Costumes. Oh, that's. I don't know about Rust. I've never seen a Rust costume. I know there's Minecraft costumes. Oh, you see, I'm surprised we haven't seen a, a, a Steve or whatever. Steve, yeah, Alex. Or yeah. any of them walking around here. So I think I think Minecraft would definitely be on top of the, the costume. The yeah. All right, so we're sitting here with Brandon. He's part of the Colonel's Esports, which we're going to talk a little bit about here in just a little bit. But he wants to talk, you want to talk about some video games, right? Yeah, we can talk about some video games first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, what kind of video games are you playing right now as, as part of your esports team? Uh, currently, um, a lot of the Overwatch team actually is in doing the Overwatch 2 beta. Ooh. Okay. That uh, started, I uh, think, two days ago, maybe three days now. Yeah. So how are they liking it? What are their uh, thoughts it's, so far? It's definitely a change uh, since we've been doing competitively for a whole year now. Um, a lot of us were like, wait, who's just going to take the one tank slot? Because we had, um, we had three tank players for the semester, and now that we're kind of all playing, it's like we're all just kind of flex-queuing so we can see who just likes it more. Yeah. But um, 
it's definitely been it feels like a whole nother game with losing one tank if it, it really feels like a whole separate game now so what would you say is one of like the biggest and best improvements to overwatch um personally i love the graphics change and a lot of sound changes yeah i i really some of them are a little better than others but um when we were going into this beta when they announced that it was gonna be 5v5 with one tank i was so skeptical because as a tank player i'm like you need there's so many combos and yeah. stuff for tank players but it actually is a lot better than i thought it was going to be would you say that you are probably going to prefer this over the first uh, no i'd rather six feet six because okay. <laughs> um because when i joined when i joined playing overwatch just in or just in general i joined during the famous ghost meta that was uh three tanks three supports okay and um that's where i learned to play my favorite character reinhardt yeah. And now, and now with him just being, he kind of just gets bullied now in the current oh, really? in current live for Overwatch One. But Overwatch Two, he's kind of he's he's a little bit better. But he became so, kind of a meme for a little bit, and now he's there's a, there's a little meme heart now. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. So before we before we compare two of your favorite games, tell us a little bit about Colonel's Esports. What do you guys do? Uh, so Colonel Esports, we're based at Nicholas University in Tupelo, Louisiana. We um. We are just still in our founding years. We this this spring semester was our second semester ever being a part of at least of an esports club. Um, we we open we our doors are open uh, to every skill level. Doesn't matter if you're casual gamer, competitive gamer. Um, we we have Xboxes um, for right now. We have Xboxes that are open to our public. Um, all our PCs are currently just for teams, but. Um, we actually have a lot of people that bring Nintendo Switches that just want to play some Smash Bros. But uh, we have a lot of people that we see every day that come in because they just enjoy in between classes, just come into the space, comfy chairs, good vibes, and it feels it really feels like a welcoming environment. That's awesome. I think uh, we had this conversation yesterday actually. This esports being the way of the future and how it's going to grow and how fun it is to actually because people are like oh aren't you watching somebody play a video game but like you are but it's it's in a way it's so cool and like the energy of it is mm -hmm. fantastic yeah uh watching watching someone play the game is is a is a very different experience than playing the game itself you can see someone playing it at a different at a higher skill level than you exactly and you can learn things and pick up things from all that it, uh, if you're comparing it to sports like yeah. you can play backyard football but you're not going to play backyard football as well as somebody who's playing that game in college Correct. or you yeah. know in the nfl and the same goes Esports. It's going to grow, though, and that, that's what's really fun is that, is that the way we're going to continue to grow esports is through education mm -hmm. and through educating people about what it is and showing them that this is a this is a billion-dollar industry that is going to become a trillion-dollar industry within the next five to ten years. So do you guys live stream your games anywhere? We actually do. Uh, we at uh, twitch.tv slash Colonel Esports Team. It um we're still just about about ninety followers. We're still still getting there. Still getting there. You got to start from somewhere. Do you have any social media for Colonel's Esports you want to plug that people can follow you? Um, uh, it's all Colonel Esports team. It's mostly easier. Colonel Esports are just Colonel Esports teams. We do have a Twitter. We have an Instagram, Facebook page. Um, I want to say, I think I think we just have those three and then Twitch. Perfect. Um, but we do we do try to stream most of our games because like Call of Duty plays on Mondays. Um, I believe Valorant plays on Tuesdays. Overwatch and Rocket League play on Wednesdays. Then uh, during the semester, League plays on Saturdays. It's nice. we we do try to advertise every time we go live, and we're we're just building up the community, and we're hopefully we can get everybody to come into the Colorado Esports space on campus and talk to the team and see what's up and see what's up. You know? That's in, that's good. We'll definitely we'll make sure the Nerd Coliseum. Facebook page follows, follows the, the Colonel's Esports Facebook page. We love, we love awesome. everything Esports. Yeah. So, okay, so in terms of our little game we're going to play here, choose your top two favorite video games. And it could be any Esports games, just regular RPG, you know, whatever. Mm. Oh, that's a hard one. Um, I guess I guess I'm gonna have to hit I'm gonna hit a, a, a weird one for everyone. It's the Spyro Year of the Dragon. That's the amazing. The Spyro OG okay. game. I love it. <laughs> that was a personal favorite, actually. Yeah. So I'm glad that you picked that so one. So Spyro and what else? I actually want to throw a big one out of there. It's an RPG game called Internal Sonata. It's it's a very it was I think it was just on the three on Xbox 360. I wish they would make a remake of it. It's such a beautiful game. 
Yeah, I'm not. I'm not actually familiar with that. I'm one. familiar with that one. I used to be a manager at GameStop, and I, I had to be familiar with all these games. But <laughs> <laughs> I never played it myself. But I was very familiar with, it, and I remember there was a pretty niche little following for this game, it, and a lot of people niche. saying the same thing that they wanted a remake or that they wanted more sequels to it. Yeah, so. I think I want to say the company had went uh, bankrupt. Or, yeah, I, I believe so. I remember looking. If they would ever make a remake of it, I would be the first one to buy it. All right. So what we'll have you do is we'll have you spin our little wheel here. Uh, you have to do like a hard spin, and All we'll right. see what category we're going to compare those two video games to. Oh, Lord. Here we go. So we got revisitable. So, so in replayable. this case, replayable. Yeah. So which one of those games do you think is more replayable than the other? Oh, but I... The, so I, I am a speedrunner, so like I'm a little biased on this one, but uh, Spiral Year of the Dragons is definitely always revisible. Yeah. But Eternal Sonata is so good as well. I think, personally, I'd say Spyro because it's just that friendly Spyro dragon. I think I'd choose that one. You know what they say. For every good battle, you need a good adversary. Emily and Ashley. <laughs> yeah, you're Emily, I'm Emily and you're Ashley. Yeah. Okay. All right, so uh, for our little game today, what movie are you going to go with? Am I supposed to pick something that's, like, strong in all those categories? No, 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 whatever no. You so want. you pick whatever you want. You can pick whatever you want, and then we'll spin and just let it be random. So it could be, like, a movie that is low-key, or maybe it's one that's very famous. It's up to you. I'll do Footloose just because oh. I've gotten... Well, I got I an musicals. argument with my boyfriend yesterday about how they have the greatest movie soundtrack of all time and he didn't believe me until we, and I made him listen to the whole thing and he's like this is amazing can I pick an anime yeah yeah absolutely okay then I'm gonna go with Ponyo because we've been talking about Liam Neeson a lot yeah. wait is Liam Neeson he's in the that? dad in Ponyo. Yeah, he's the dad in Ponyo we've been talking about Liam Neeson a lot too <laughs> so I'm gonna go with Ponyo <laughs> okay. Studio Ghibli so we got Ponyo um, versus yeah. so, Footloose you know who else is in it who the Jonas's littlest brother is the voice of the little boy, and the voice of Ponyo is Al Fanning. And the old ladies are like Cloris Leachman, Betty White, like the works. Yeah. Oh, you said Betty White. Now, yeah, uh, now you gotta watch it. Uh, I'm hooked. I'm ready to go. Okay, so that, that's my lady. Ponyo versus Footloose. Footloose. <laughs> I love it. The All right. randomness. All right, we'll we'll so. do two categories since there's two of you. Okay. All right, so who wants to spin first? So you have to spin it real hard. What did we get? Revisitable. revisitable. Oh, re so rewatchable, yeah. revisitable. I mean, those are we've been getting that one a lot one's, today. That's Wrong. a common one today. And then let's see what the second category will be. Cast. Cast. Ooh. Well, well, you. Uh, <laughs> I am. Uh, although you do have Kevin Bacon, don't yeah. you? <laughs> Which so, he is the root of he? all cast. Let's start with uh, let's start with rewatchability. So, which one of these do you think is the most appealing to people to go back and watch over and over again through generations? I will Ooh. add. I think it would be Footloose only because of the general sense of it. But I did have a, a teachable moment with children the other day. We went to a parade um, and we were at somebody's house and they had never seen Studio Ghibli, like any of the movies. And I was like, listen here, children. We should. <laughs> you kind of learn today. Yeah, I, was like, the, I was like, I don't know what your parents were teaching you. I don't know what kind of uneducated system we have here, but we were sitting down and we, I made them watch um, like Howl's Moving Castle. We watched um, Kiki's Delivery Service and Ponyo. I think I agree with you that like for where we're at currently, mm -hmm. for, Footloose has the strongest rewatchability for like the broadest population. Yeah. But I think that Ghibli is quickly becoming a comfort space for people to like return to, return to, return to. So I think you're right that like more people are having a Ponyo watch for the first time, mm -hmm. but for those who are already further, I do think that it's insanely comforting. <laughs> it is, and Footloose is one of those that like anyone in your family will most likely just like sit down and watch and enjoy. Uh, musicals, any kind of musical movies, are always like that that comfort space that everyone can enjoy or just have it on the background somewhere. But I like that that Studio Ghibli mentioned that like it's becoming more of a mainstream theme, and I think one of the reasons is because even if you're not super into anime, like Studio Ghibli is kind of like a, a softer like you know foot in the water kind of anime yeah. studio um, so it's it kind of opens the audience a little more for those who aren't into like the hardcore Japanese anime mm -hmm. but are just wanting to just like enjoy a good story and beautiful artwork and stuff like that and so. not to jump too far ahead on the next category but you were mentioning the cast like 
casting like that really helps, I think, American audiences feel like it's something that's familiar to them and they could watch it like, oh, that's Betty White. That's Liam Neeson. That's Liam Neeson. That I could, yeah, so I could, we could, I could watch this and this is fun. I, it's something I'm familiar with. So, so what else can we think about the cast? Footloose had a pretty good cast too. Yeah, it did. So, so I, John Lithgow was in it, right? He played. Was he a dad or the mayor? He was like the one that's the normie was the, one. Yeah, yeah. He was the, the anti dad. He was the dad. Yeah, the he anti. The dad, he was yeah. the dad, and then obviously Kevin Bacon. I think the thing about Footloose, in terms of rewatchability, is that like. It does have, like, angst. Whereas I feel like the highest conflict or angst in Ponyo is, like, oh, dinosaur fish, you know? <laughs> like, but in Footloose, it's, like, real deep angst. But I think that that, for most people, is, like, the relatability and why they would go back mm-hmm. and watch it. And I think that that's, like, what makes Kevin Bacon, like, one of the most, like, relatable people. Yeah. Is that he's just, like... Yeah. I love how he has a That's whole a dance point. number to himself, you know, to really show how it's angsty great. it the is. The music is great. The tumbling is like, great. Lips the cigarette, you know. <laughs> it's, so, it's, so, it's so dramatic and it's so ridiculous, but it's so perfect at the same time. I don't remember the well, the woman who has the solo in Footloose. is just incredible. And I, I don't know her name as an actress. <laughs> I don't remember it either. But she's, like, if you're arguing cast, her singing voice alone... Could really? go up against. I'm blanking let's, out let's now. Let's see what IMDb has and to say for us. Yeah, I told it. you, memory like a goldfish. <laughs> I know. She's the one that sings that song that's just so heartbreaking. And I'm assuming uh, you're talking about like the original Footloose, yes. right? Not the remake. Okay. No. I haven't seen the remake. I mean, have you guys seen, seen it? We're talking about Kevin Bacon. Lori <laughs> <laughs> Singer is her name. Yeah, uh, the Defiant Teen. Uh, yeah, Lori Singer is her name. Okay. I love yeah, I think Liam Neeson's a real surprise one. He plays like nega taken right like in in Ponyo because his he's like trying to force his daughter to stay and she's trying to leave yeah okay. so it's the opposite of taken he's like coming after her but it's like the same as taken you know <laughs> I feel like those movies always surprise me too it's one of the reasons like I'll watch them um, especially the studio Ghibli movies um, specifically like we watched Howl's movie Castle and they were like well Howl's Christian Bale and I was like Batman yeah. What? And, and that made yeah. me want to watch it because I didn't remember the voice itself. Um, and just like you said, how Liam Neeson is the dad relating those voices. And you're like, oh, man, that is Liam Neeson. Like, or that is dad. Betty White. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're just like, I guess we're a huge Star Wars nerd, so we think Liam Neeson, we automatically think Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah. <laughs> the oldest teacher of all. Yeah, yeah the wise master. <laughs> That was immediately who I thought of earlier. Yeah, yeah I instantly think of Qui-Gon Jinn, and then like the he's always he does play the dads a lot because he played the dad in the Fallout game, Fallout Three. Yeah, he he's did. got and then like taken. good dad he's voice just, energy. He's the dad that <laughs> he you want. Be my dad, I would take. Like in the, in this movie, in Ponyo, he like dead names Ponyo and like does all these like classic traditional like she's too young to be with him, she's too this and this because so, he's got that good gruff yeah. voice, yeah. but then like. He always comes around. And I, I just love, like, so the the mom in Ponyo works at uh, an old people's home. And that's where Betty White and Cloris Leachman and all of those great people are. And Cloris Leachman is the one who's like, what's wrong with your fish? Like, that's a, that's a magic fish. Like, get out of here with that. You know? And so when I'm re-watching it, I'm like, these guys are the star of this show. These look, You think it's just about the children who is like Frankie Jonas and Elle Fanning or whatever. But then you've got the old people. Like, I think it's Elle Fanning, too. Yeah. She's okay, funny. yeah. I, I think I think Ponyo definitely has the, the cast. She's actually, yeah. I think Ghibli must have had a really good contract with Elle in the 90s or 2000s because she's actually in like three or four of them that I can think of. Yeah. As the English stuff. Learn something new every yeah. day. Like Totoro, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I know she was in that one. Yeah. yeah. So she's just always their little girl of choice. Well, it's a, it's a good choice. I mean, they, she does a good job. So. Okay. So honestly, at this point, my cast seems to be leading. I, I think so. I, think I can't believe we have six degrees of cast. Kevin Bacon, and I still want. <laughs> so it seems like we're tied. Should we do one more category to break the tie? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Who's gonna spin it? Spin it go. hard. Yeah. Originality. Originality. Oh, see, I think you do win on that one. Um. I think I do and I don't. I, I think the concept of, uh, like, as far as, like, the art style and the the whole feel of Ponyo, um, like, when you're watching it, 
especially I remember my first time watching it I was like I've never seen anything like this before uh, as far as like the vibrancy of the colors and the way it's made for the plot of Footloose it's not very original I would- I was trying to, I just looked up because I couldn't remember if Dirty Dancing and Footloose had come out about the same time. And Dirty Dancing was about four years later. Yeah, yeah so it was like. Technically, it, it, it was original. Yeah, yeah. I was like, Haley Footloose was the first one. Yeah. There's always like the tales of like the parents saying that you can't do things. Mm-hmm. But Footloose did it in a way that was, well, now it sounds silly, but like it's a that's town the that's like, music. it's band dancing, yeah. you know? So. I guess you're right. I guess yours is like. Classic, not original. Maybe yeah. back okay, that's a good way to think about original. it. Like back when it first came out, that may have been like, oh, this is really original. Now, I mean, I, I hear so much about like that's the you know like people joking around and things. I guess about like Footloose and like, like the Footloose dirty has dancing. become a cultural staple. Exactly. Which makes it not original. It it's, makes it like the root. Of yeah, those I like things. what you tell you. It's like it becomes like a classic story. Mm-hmm but not an original story. Whereas, like, original about Ponyo is like, oh, these, like, this magic has been released into the ocean and now we're in, like, a primordial See, that's like, yeah. That's so pretty I think original. Footloose would be, like, in the same category as, like, the Cinderella story. So not necessarily, like, Cinderella in general, but the idea of someone poor, like, rising up mm-hmm. in this situation. So Going that's, like, a very, a very common, yeah. like, arc in a storyline where, like, yeah, Ponyo sounds more like... It's it's out there, but it's a, it's an original. It's also kind of like a coming of age, but for five year olds, which like doesn't really yeah. exist. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. I mean, if you want to break it down, you could say that it's maybe like the Little Mermaid is like equivalent and right because she like wants to get out. Okay, and she wants yeah. to like live a that. human like, I life on land with yeah. this boy. And if we're talking about Little Mermaid. That is very not original because no, it's like way original. old. <laughs> well, the Disney the Disney version's original <laughs> compared to like the compared source material. Compared to the like compared to the oh, source yeah, material. Yeah, like source Murder material. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, it looks like Ponyo has won. Oh. <laughs> um, hi. Um, my name is Jonquel Pickney. My name is Adana Smith. Alright, so thanks guys for stopping by. So, like I said, what we're going to do is play our little game, and uh, either y'all both can choose two movies together, or you can choose your favorite, or or anything. What what category would you prefer? Movies, video games, TV show? Video games. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> you play video games too? I do. I do play video games. Awesome. Okay, yeah, we're perfect. both huge gamers as well. So. Yeah. Alright, so that's fine. I love doing the video game category. So tell me, what is your favorite video game that we're going to compete with today? My favorite video game is Legend of the Guy. Good choice. Good choice. Um, I'm going to say currently my favorite video game, I'm trying to narrow it down, but I, I love playing Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Classic. So, yeah. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with Kingdom Hearts instead. I'll do okay. Kingdom Hearts. So for our listeners who may not be familiar with your video games, just briefly talk about what kind of game it is. Legend of the Guy is a RPG game. It was for one of the original PlayStation games, and it's a classic. Yeah, classic, super classic RPG game. And then, of course, Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, so Kingdom Hearts is like this... Um, love child between Disney <laughs> Disney animation and Square Enix basically the Final Fantasy world meets um, Mickey Mouse and all of his friends together and you get to run around with this awesome character Sora and his Keyblade and basically not get healed by Donald <laughs> I think that's the best description of Kingdom Hearts I've yeah. ever heard my, I, I, growing up, Kingdom Hearts was an obsession. My brother is obsessed with it. I'm sure you've seen the new trailer for the newest one yes. that we'll probably get in 10 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so we're very excited about it. Okay. So what we'll do now is we're going to spin the wheel to see what category these two games are going to compete each other with. So who wants to spin? Okay. What do we get? Quotability. Quotability. Ooh. So... Can you think of like some good quotes or dialogue? So just well, let's let's also kind of broaden it a little bit and think about the script and the dialogue within both of those games. Can you think about which game has better dialogue, better quotes? Um, I think my I'm not I don't even know your game <laughs> to be honest with you. So I think my game kind of wins this one simply because the Disney dialogue is there, literally. <laughs> 
anything that Donald says or Goofy says is quotable from that video game. I I have to I have to agree. (laughs) Especially when Donald says heal but doesn't do it. (laughs) Why do I have to do it? Alright, so once again we're sitting here at New Orleans Mighty Con. We're sitting here with Elise and we're also sitting here with Andrew. And uh, they want to talk about some Pixar movies today. I'm going to steal your thunder. I'm going to let you say what your movie pick is. Elise, did you want to go first? Sure. So I am Elise, and I have picked Monsters, Inc. <laughs> uh, I'm Andrew, and I'm going to go with Wally. All right. So it. if you want to, you guys can spin here. We can actually do two categories. Yeah, so you'll each spin the wheel. So we'll first see we can have categories. Elise spin, and we can talk about that one. And then we'll go to Andrew and have him spin right, and talk so about that So we have like a hard one. spin. Oh, use my muscles. Okay. What did we get? Soundtrack. Soundtrack. Does Wally Wally have a soundtrack? soundtrack? Yeah. It doesn't sing songs, but neither does Monsters, Inc. But, I mean. It's got an R2D2 soundtrack. Think about the the background music for it. I remember the when Wally was flying through space. That's the one that I thought yeah. of too. That's that the like only thing is like that like peaceful like super chill tune that was going in when him and Evo were yeah. just like flying around each other. That's a standout song. But yeah, think about is. Monsters Inc. That is. All I can think about Monsters Inc. is they did a cute job of not making the scary moments have actual scary music. They no, did the you know cute. kitty Pixar cute donut donut donut. Monsters <laughs> Inc. has that very definite like uh theme song too like to the main when like at the very oh, beginning of the movie yeah it does yeah. And they also heard have it like, you'd be like that's Monsters Inc they have the, the put that kid back where it came from or so help me you know <laughs> so help me so like at the very end of the movie you remember that see yes. it does have a song oh they have a, like they have dance numbers yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> I feel so going back to Wally, I'm also remembering from back at the beginning when they had that old time TV play in and they had the music going on there oh, as yeah. well. Oh yeah. What what was that movie that was in I don't remember. It's, uh, been, a it's while. been a while since I saw Wally. But so yes, I don't there was remember. like one of those yeah, old movies was, that was like it was playing like yeah. as they were going through the intro and they were showing like what Earth had become. That's cute. So I, I don't know. Are we? Do Nostalgic. we have a definite? Do we have a definite winner between these two? I or? would give it to Wally. I do say so. between the space and the nostalgics. It was a very cute movie. Yeah. Wally's a dope movie. I do. Wally yeah. is a dope movie. I think <laughs> I'm not voted here because I would have voted. I would have voted Monsters <laughs> Inc. Honestly, so I feel like we're like two and two here. So let's do one more category to break this tie. Soundtrack again. Oh no. Soundtrack third oh time. Oh my goodness. Hardsman. Y'all got this weighted, don't you? Originality. I know. Originality. Oh, man, it was like really close to going to soundtrack fourth time. It just time, really so. wanted like, to do soundtrack that, again. I just got that perfect spin to go exactly We were around. about to have okay. to erase so soundtrack. I'll, I'll jump in on this one first. I do think Monster Inc. was more originality-like because they took You mean original, original? The adjective yeah, use one. of that word? <laughs> yeah, that was, thanks, teacher. He's a teacher. I'm not so a teacher. So am I. teacher So more original because they took the idea that's always been around about monsters under the bed and made it fun and silly. And then we've all had robots and that robots yeah, are going to wipe out the humans. They created robots in a cute way. And most of them, like you think, R2 like Terminator. R2D2. Robots have been cute for a while. Yeah, but Wally, <laughs> like destroys R2 on the cuteness scale. Mm. Along with Eva wow. and their little robot oh, romance that yeah. they have going on. The monster uh, romance. But the romance of C3PO and R2D2. Yes. <laughs> true, no, true. I, I can't argue with that. But I would say that Wally was probably one of the first shows geared towards kids about environmentalism and how taking care of the environment is super important as well as taking care of yourself and the need of electronics that we've become so dependent on i feel like it really showed in those chairs as well so So i would say it did a more original it was more original and creating more eco slash tech aware children sure but it also from the monster inc standpoint fostered originality and you're different you're unique you're scared and in a new place and to be strong and be confident in who you are 
which is also a very good original thing to take monsters and make kids be like, yeah, I'm a monster. I don't care. Well, there was also that concept of like taking the screams and turning it into the energy for their city. So that was unique. And that I was a like unique way of spinning yes. it. Yes. Spin yeah. I'll give her that. that yeah, was awesome. yeah, yeah it was also fuel efficient. We're finding we're a way to power the cities. We'll catch up in a bit. <laughs> exactly. So we're not taken over by the robots. <laughs> <laughs> I like both these ideas. So we have the idea of like a movie being in its okay we got to conserve energy we have to take care of the environment we have to take care of ourselves and then the other side of we have to love ourselves and we have to accept everyone around us and, and maybe the thing we're afraid of is more afraid of us yeah there you go. Or, so, or fear of the unknown yeah yeah I kind of feel like that's more where it was kind of guiding kids towards our monsters like, oh, Inc. and wally just like i think this is this last one is definitely i can't pick a winner of, oh, between these two hard. spin again you one is all about the future yeah, let's do, let's do one is we about need a tiebreaker we need a tiebreaker tie because Elise, I clearly keep landing. Let me let me like change the spot. Yeah, 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 yeah so don't go. be on soundtrack. <laughs> Not on soundtrack. Ooh, this this is gonna be the tiebreaking category. Revisible, rewatchable. Which movie can you go back and rewatch over and over and over again and okay, enjoy it every time? I feel like I haven't even rewatched either of them. I only watched it like oh, the I first have. time when they came out, and then that was it. I will absolutely say that I have watched Wally more times than I have watched Monster Inc. the original. But Monster Inc. has what movie two, movie three, TV show, what's yeah. the cartoon Monsters series, University. video games? Wally does not. Yeah, like Wally even the kind of like, like is gone. Wally was fantastic, but you know Disney didn't expand on it anymore. No, it was kind so. of brushed away after a while. Like you don't you don't really see much in it at Disney World. I mean, you see I, the little Disney pins and the little T-shirts and stuff. They do talk but. a lot about Wally a whole lot more when you're in film theory and things like that oh. as like connecting the overarching Pixar world and the universe. That's they true. go to Wally all the time. Because it doesn't Wally like inside of it just have all of these little cameos from it other does. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Easter oh, it calls dystopic out future. from Toy Story yeah. to I mean just yeah. every picture. I think movie everyone ever. has Pizza Planet in it, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's why we still Planet. talk about Wally so much is that it's such a unique idea and but, but no, I would they say, made eighteen I, I franchises off of yeah, Monsters. Probably Monsters Inc. because I would say while they're both great movies, Monsters Inc probably has more energy behind it like as far as the performance the stories yeah and children are usually going to gear more towards Monsters Inc than they will Wally I think Wally is probably for the for the adolescents. Yeah. Wally, Wally's a little bit more dense. I adolescents actually geared towards parents almost a little too much, where the parents enjoyed watching Wally for the conceptual ideas of it. Wally slaps too, like truth and reality. Like, if oh, you do yeah. this, it you're does. just going to be this fat person in a chair. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, this hurts. I don't know. Why, why do I identify with this? <laughs> We're Monster Zeke. I mean, you have, you have the two, you have John Goodman and. Help me out. Oh, Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal. Yes. Who are both very high energy, Huge especially Billy cast. Crystal, oh. high energy actors. Like, oh, so. Well, uh, but also the factor, like we said, that it just keeps going. They keep making more and more to it. So obviously. I don't even mind. Monsters Inc. is one of my favorite no. Pixar no. movies. Oh, yeah. Like, I would say Monsters Inc. and. Uh, yeah, is it? Dang, is it Monsters Inc.? Incredibles is great. The Incredibles was really solid. The Incred- Incredibles is really, really good. Toy Story. Up is yeah, Toy Story of course. Oh. Up is incredible, but it's super sad, so I can't watch it ever again. Well, and I think Monsters <laughs> Inc. came out before Wall-E, so as far as yeah, Monsters Inc. is older. goes, and then you even hear people still quoting Mike, Mike Lamouth. I can't do Mike it. Mike Lamouth. Mike Lamouth. It. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a meme. Yeah. Definitely yes, a meme. exactly. It is. There were. Stuck There's so many memes references. of Mike out there. Yes. I used to work at GameStop and we would get the product for like the Mike Wazowski Infinity Toys and every single time we had to put the price label and I would always put it over Mike's face because of the <laughs> like on the magazine Just, you and gotta stuff. Block his face. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on a box. <laughs> All right, before we continue more on our show, we'd like to give a quick shout out to one of our sponsors. Go ahead and tell them, Frankie. Oh, yeah. We are very excited to share that our podcast, The Nerd Coliseum, is proudly sponsored by Dubby Energy. 
Dubby Energy is the maker of clean gamer energy drinks that help enhance focus, concentration, and reaction time with no jitters, crash, or bad ingredients. Something that I think is great is that Dubby doesn't contain any calories, sugar, fillers, or any artificial colors. Made by professionals, Dubby is produced in the USA in an FDA-registered and inspected facility that strictly adheres to GMP guidelines. And they offer unique flavors, like Dragonade, Dub Sludge, and the Galaxy Grenade. Just mix one scoop of Dubby with six to eight ounces of cold water and shake. After drinking Dubby, even you will be ready to step into the Nerd Coliseum as a contender. You can even look your best doing that, too, because Dubby also has hoodies, beanies, hats, shaker bottles, and more. When Frank and I want a game all evening and be on the top of our game after a long day... We love having something clean and delicious to reach for to help us reach our maximum potential. Check out all Debbie's products on their website and order yours today. That website is www.debbie.gg. And to get 10% off any website order, tell them that the podcast, The Nerd Coliseum, sent you. Use the promo code TOURNAMENT. That's promo code TOURNAMENT. T-O-U-R-N-A-M-E-N-T. Every one of your purchases made with that promo code gets you 10% off your entire order and also helps support this podcast. All right, let's give them the tagline, Kristen. Dubby Energy, be better. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so based off that, I guess if we had to vote now, what is your vote between Monsters Monsters Inc.? Inc. So we got Monsters Inc., I would say based off of that tiebreaker and just the fact that they expanded the Monsters, Inc. world way more than they would with, like, Monsters, Inc. 2 and then Monsters University and all that stuff. There I may would have say. even been a spinoff, I think. Yeah, I, I want to say there was a cartoon me, as well to go with it. But, yeah, I would say Monsters. Monsters, Inc., okay. I so between Wally and Monsters, Inc., Monsters, Inc. came out on top. Good game, dear sir. Good, good, good. <laughs> how simple. I love how simple this was. We're, we're card players. <laughs> it always ends like that, even if we hate each other. I'm watching you, Azowski. Always watching. Ooh, she's nuts. All right, so we're sitting here with Jamil, and he wants to talk a little bit about some animes today. And he's going to be talking about some animes that we haven't had a discussion about yet, which I'm pretty excited about. So I'm not going to steal your thunder. What were those two animes? Yu Yu Hakusho and Dragon Ball Z. Yu Yu Hakusho and Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z, I'm a little bit biased towards because I personally, that one's one of my favorites. I remember being a kid and having to rush home and watch the next episode. That's the one I'm more familiar with. So real quick, uh, for those that are not familiar with either of those, can you give us like a quick three sentences, three to four sentences for each one? Yeah, I guess I could try. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of (laughs) hard on those. Dragon Ball Z has a bunch of fighting in it it goes from sort of like the fights just keep getting more and more intense intense with all these sort of transformations you got like beams going everywhere transformations it's just a lot of like really intense action fight but they have a really good story to that I enjoy that they develop over time mm-hmm. along with all these just intense battles um you Hakusho's kind of more on the lines it does progress in like power and everything but I I guess I just aligned more with the story and just like the characters and just like the sort of bond they develop together while they just figure out things and adventures on their own and I just liked how it just was a story in general. Yu Yu Hakusho definitely has more of that relatable aspect on, on like a like average everyday person where Dragon Ball Z is definitely more of those just like super powerful over yeah. nine that you know so all right, so let's see how we're going to compare these. So I'm going to give this to you, and you're going to give it a good hard spin, and let's see what category we get. Does it matter which way? Doesn't no, matter which your way. your choice. No. All right. Oh. Do it a hard spin. Do it like really hard? Yeah, there we go. Ooh, rewatchability. So revisible rewatchability. Which one of these two animes do you feel has the most rewatchability? Honestly, I'd say both because I want to like watch <laughs> both. It's like they're just both. I'd say more right now because I still kind of remember more. I don't know. It's kind of like they're both blank, but I I guess I'd lean more towards I want to watch DBZ again. Yeah. Because I feel like um, with you, Hakusho, they kind of just ended off the story. Even though I wanted to like see it again, I just feel like I watched that one like the latest. So mm-hmm. I want to go back to Dragon Ball Z. 
And I remind me, I don't know if you'll know which one has the most ep- most episodes. I want to say Dragon Ball Z, yeah, right? Dragon okay, Ball Z. I didn't want to yeah. I didn't want to yeah. assume, but I yeah. I was like DBZ definitely has it's like a around. huge universe, and it's been around a super long time. So, well, that was a hard category. Let's do one yeah, more let's category. Do another one. Let's see if we can get see if we can get a, a, a the revisitable and rewatchable has been a consistent category today. Yeah, oh, so we got a good one. Yeah. So story, which oh, one yeah. has a better story? So we, I know you talked about Yu Yu Hakusho having a more relatable story, but what do you think? Uh, I'm gonna say Yu Yu Hakusho. Yeah, I'll still say that. So why? What are some things about it that you really like specifically? I guess I could just like relate more to how like the main character Yusuke developed mm-hmm. it was just like he went from some sort of like uh, everybody was bashing like who's the bad kid and everything but then they just see like he's just uh, he's not so bad after all he's growing he has to come over these struggles and then he's like if he doesn't then he'll lose people or he'll lose himself and his relation with other people so he has to like maybe stubborn in some cases but overall he has like a good heart and he like tries to figure out the right thing and just if he has to fight it through or just like use his fist he gets through it somehow I think that's a, that's a very honorable choice it is <laughs> yeah. and I and I realize that because I'm a high school teacher so I see that a lot about a, a lot of kids who are labeled as bad kids and they have to overcome that perception as well as figure some things out about themselves and overcome stereotypes and overcome just limitations in their life so I agree I think I think Yu Yu Hakusho definitely has that more personable and relatable story where don't get me wrong DBZ has this really interesting but it's more of this far-fetched fantasy rather than like something more specific to like everyday life I think you'd agree yeah (laughs) and it's like even though in Yu Yu Hakusho they just have it to where they do have the fantasy elements where they're going to like you know the spirit world and all this sort of stuff it's still like you could just follow through it's like he's still uh, like a teenager just growing up and he's just trying to figure things out and he's just going to high school like everyone else he has friends he has enemies he has all sorts of people but he has to at the end of the day like keep finding himself and keep growing as like a person and a character and the story and the world you Hakusho yeah exactly and but even in reality yeah you know you go to school and you don't go home and you don't go fight demons in the netherworld but <laughs> you <laughs> but you you know it's a metaphorical thing where it's like you have these things that you have to deal with so I, I can see that so sorry DBZ I, I was I was pulling for you so, but I, yeah, I was it sounds to say, I think like the we're going to go with, uh, with, with Hakusho here so Thank you for listening, and thank you for everyone who stopped by our table. Don't miss out on our future games and tournaments. Remember to subscribe to our podcast and leave a review if available through your podcast provider. The Nerd Coliseum is available wherever you podcast. You can listen to us through your web browser or find a link to your favorite podcast provider at www.anchor.fm slash the Nerd Coliseum. Please help spread the word of our podcast. Follow and share us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and even TikTok. And if you'd like to see a certain matchup go down in the Nerd Coliseum, let us know. Anything from movies, TV, video games, or pop culture can battle it out. Talk to us by emailing thenerdcoliseum at gmail.com. Coliseum is spelled as in the Roman Coliseum, C-O-L-O-S-S-E-U-M. And if there is a convention or event that you think we should attend, let us know at the same email address. I'm Frankie. And I'm Kristen. That's all for now. (laughs) Bye-bye.